Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. <coughs> and first things first, we are we're gonna briefly talk about the college admission the college admissions scandal that is rocking Hollywood. Um we're gonna do just a, a little brief little snippet of it tonight. Um the last segment of course. And we'll we'll go more in depth on Saturday, um, because information is breaking, and I don't want to miss anything. So, that all being said, I have to tell you guys something. I love Britney. I know it's not really a shock. And you can almost hear Mandy rolling her eyes right now. Um, it, it, she doesn't hate Britney as far as I know. She just doesn't like her like I do. At least she's no Taylor Swift in Mandy's mind. <laughs> um, and and one day, um, when Mandy and I are hanging out again and we're recording um, Drunk Gossip, I'm going to have her tell you why she hates Taylor Swift so much. Because it is the best story ever. Um, anyways. So, when... When I was younger, I just, like, I just loved Britney. Like, when Baby One More Time came out, heaven. I danced around to it. Um, I got, I bought the CD. And it was just epic. And for many, many years now, I've been trying to crack a story that would be great for a musical based on Britney's songs. Well, someone has beat me to that punch. There's going to be a Britney Spears based musical. And I'm jealous of whoever got to write it because that was mine to write. So you little son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I, I'm happy it's coming out. Of course, I'm going to be buying the soundtrack when it comes out. Because I buy everything Britney. <laughs> um... I just, and and I still have a story, not a musical, but I do have a, um, what's called a rock fiction book. But we'll talk about that in a a future drunk writing segment. Um, anyways. So this is how everything came to be. There was a... There was a, um... I'm trying to find the name of the musical it's replacing. I can't find it. But it was a Michael Jackson um, musical that was supposed to be debuting in Chicago at James M. Niederlander Theater in Chicago. But with the Leaving Neverland um, scandal erupting, bringing bringing back to light the fact that Michael Jackson was an alleged pedophile. I don't believe in saying alleged because we all know he was, but... For legal reasons, I'm going to say alleged. Anyways, so Niederland, the Niederlander Theater scrapped that. They, do, they did not want to be in the Michael Jackson business. And the theater owner, James L. Niederlander, had been working on a Britney musical anyways. But it, unlike The Share Show or Summer of the Donna Summer Story or the Tina Turner musical... This is not going to be a bio-musical. This is a completely original story 
based around princesses. And uh, here's what here's um what they say about it. Cinderella is having an existential crisis, and she has a posse of famous princesses, and her stepmother is the main antagonist, and there's also Prince Charming and a dwarf we've never met, the eighth dwarf, and a narrator who is unhappy his system is being dismantled before his very eyes. Um, The book was written by John Hartmere, and um, he goes on to say these women have been in this hermetically sealed world, and they start to get deeper into the modern idea of second and third wave feminism and also explore how stories are passed down to us and where we get our norms from. It's super fun and funny. And Brittany herself said, I'm so excited to have a musical with my songs, especially one that takes place in such a magical world filled with characters I grew up on who I love and adore. This is a dream come true for me. Of course, that dream could have been much better if I had been able to write my musical, but I guess there's still Lady Gaga's music that I can write one for. Um, no, and that's the thing. Like, jukebox music, ju- juke, uh, jukebox musicals are always going to be a thing, and just because there's one musical with Britney's music doesn't mean there can't be another. The story just has to be different, and mine never featured princesses. But, and a lot of people don't know this. So the, the musical, Once Upon Once Upon One More Time, I think it's called. Let me just double make sure. Once Upon a One More Time um, is, is the musical that's premiering um, later this year. Um, and it's going to include 32... Um, songs from Britney, including her biggest hits and some of the deeper cut. Uh, one of the things that, one of the songs that I'm 99% sure has to make it is a song from, I believe it's um, Britney. And the song is actually called Cinderella. That's why I think it has to make it. It's the title character. You have to have that song in there. I'm a little excited to hear how they work, work bitch into this. Because I think that's going to be epic. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, after having my dreams dashed of writing the first Britney musical. Fine, by the way. Um, I decided to tell you guys about another dream job I used to have. And that was, for the longest, longest time, I wanted to be a talk show host. And, I, you know, to be 100% real here, I would still love to be a talk show host. I, that would be so much fun for me. I mean, I don't, I don't have a, you know, celebrity name or anything, but it would be fun. Um, maybe one day they will let me have, like, drunk gossip with Ed or something. Um, Anyways, um, you know, I, the trash talk shows of yore were so phenomenal, and I really, really missed them. I wish they would make a comeback. Um, but given that they're probably not going to, um, 
because now all, every talk show that it's launched is either a doctor show, like Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, or a panel show like The View or The Talk or The the Real or The the Chat. I don't know. I don't think The Chat's real. Maybe it is. Um, or it's a big celebrity name doing celebrity interviews. And I truly get the appeal of doing those. Um, the last talk show that really broke through was, uh, I'm going to say, Wind- well, it's technically Steve Harvey. But he was trying to do more of an Oprah um, thing and mix it with celebrity interviews, which is Oprah's model. But he was canceled. The last show that really had staying power more than four or five years was Wendy Williams. And and the, honestly, the celebrity interview format is what gets the ratings. Um, we saw Jerry Springer get canceled this, um, this year. Um, Ricky Lake tried to come back, but she went all hippie on us and and new age and feel good which was a little anyways um, but entering the fray now is Jerry O'Connell his Jerry O talk show will be debuting um, over the summer he's getting a three week trial on Fox stations and what this means essentially is they're going to see how the ratings are. If the ratings are decent, his show will be picked up for two years. Because that's how it always works. Um, they have certain thresholds that they want to meet. And frankly, they're probably going to meet him because the summer landscape, as you all know, is filled with reruns. Jerry's show is going to feature celebrity interviews. Big surprise. And some comedy bits that are produced by Funny or Die. Jerry is not um, Jerry is not a stranger to daytime audiences. You all know my mantra with daytime audiences is they like to see familiar faces. Well, Jerry's a familiar face. He co-hosted um, the Wendy Williams show when she's had to take time off, and audiences loved him. And his show is being distributed by the same people who distribute Wendy Williams. So here's what we know for sure. His talk show is going to get a test run on Fox. I'm guessing... They're going to run it after Wendy Williams. And the reason why I'm guessing this is because since they're distributed by the same company, they're going to have sort of the same vein and a familiar face. And I would not at all be surprised to see Wendy Williams show up on his show. And don't be surprised when Wendy Williams announces that she's going to be working um, more this summer than normal. Now, Wendy Williams is always working a shit ton 
Um, she rarely takes a break. Um, but since she missed the three months, which, I mean, when you boil it down to her work days, she probably missed two or three weeks. Um, but, again, she's a workhorse, so she'll probably want to make that up and really just go through and, and do this. And she's going to want to keep her producers and everyone happy, so she'll appear on Jerry's talk show. And people are going to tell me I'm dead wrong for saying that, but I'm not. If she doesn't show up on Jerry O'Connell's talk show, I will give my recipe... For adult lemonade. And that's a promise. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So yesterday we talked about Jennifer Lopez and um, Alex Rodriguez being engaged. And Jose um, Canseco saying that A-Rod is cheating on J-Lo. Juicy, juicy dish. But... J-Lo's not here for it. She's like, fuck those cheating rumors, y'all. No one would cheat on me because she has the ego the size of Manhattan. She didn't, um... By the way, those are not her exact words. But basically, a source close to her did say she she's heard them, she doesn't care, she doesn't believe them. <clears throat> not only has she heard those rumors, she's probably had them investigated. As for her not believing him, it's bad for her image if it looks like someone's cheating on her. But, let's flip this around a little bit. Let's say he's, they get married, he's totally in love with her, and she leaves him. Because she fell in love, or they're too busy and they haven't spent any time together. Now that is a reason for a breakup. She will never admit that she's cheated on. Just like she wouldn't admit that um, Casper Smart is gay. That Diddy cheated on her. Left and right. Uh, The only one who I don't believe cheated on her was uh, Chris Judd. And I don't... I don't remember what caused their breakup. And I don't even think production notes would help that. Um, So... Again, you can hear Mandy rolling her eyes. She really hates when I talk about production notes. <laughs> um, but here's okay. Getting back to JLo first, uh, for a second. Um, the whole segment's about her, but we're only going to talk about her for one second. Um, all right. So I've been cheated on, and I knew I was cheated on. I knew before he told me that he cheated on me. How did I know? Well, first of all, I have a vast network. And people roll their eyes when I say that, but it's true. I have friends, high and low, hidden in out in the open. And when I need to know something, I, I hear about it. I also have very, very finely tuned intuition. And, I, you know, 
so when when it happened, I I had a gut feeling, and I confronted him, and he swore up and down no, and then finally confirmed it. Same thing happened with uh, he who does not exist. We were fine, and then he started talk. He was going to take me on a cruise. Started talking about how I would have to be open to people touching me. For the record, I'm fine with people touching me if I know them. But I get really antsy if I'm not consenting to being touched by a stranger and they're trying, you know, they're trying to grab my ass or other parts. Uh, um, and but he was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to be open to that." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "What kind of cruise are you taking me on?" Anyways, after after we broke up, one of his friends tried to convince me to get back with him using the reasoning that he just wanted to fuck someone else while I was gone and thought that he could just swing right back over to me. And he was shocked, shocked when I said no. So with, with J-Lo, I, I may not... I may not be her biggest fan, but I do believe, just like Madonna, she's very, very smart. And I also believe that she has some really good intuition. So she probably knows. She may not care, which is her absolute right. If she doesn't care, fine. More power to her. The one thing she can't do, under my philosophy, is say it should remain a private matter. Because those who have been flaunting their relationship and inviting the public into it. And there's no way in hell you're going to convince me that we need to just leave it be. There, I'm just. I'm sorry. There's just no possible way that that's going to happen. If you want to flaunt your relationship in public, you have to be willing and able to accept that we're all going to be watching you, and you're going to have to accept that I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So before I started this, um, before I started recording, I checked my email, and there was a, um, there was one from Tarot.com. Telling me that there's a secret admirer. And it could be someone that I'm already interested in. Or it could be someone that would completely take me by surprise. Of course, they wanted me to pay for the reading and whatnot. Um, Just hashtag not sponsored. This is actually a true story. Um, And so it made me start thinking, like, who could be interested in me? I, I have someone I'm interested in. As far as I know, he's interested in me. Um, we, there's just a lot going on in that. I'm not going to get into details about it, but... It, it did make me start thinking about, like, secret admirers and whatnot. Like, y'all know... For my fans from the Generation Gossip days, y'all know I love Muscati Evans. 
And I used to love James Franco. Um, but the, I started dating. <laughs> Which makes it sound like when I loved them, I wasn't dating. I mean, I wasn't, but that was by choice. Um, as you heard in yesterday, in the last episode's um, emotional segment, I was in an abusive relationship. So I had to take a step back from dating for a while. And I would, you know, I, I had my needs met by a, a friend. I, I feel like I'm just dancing around this. I had a fuck buddy. Um, we, we slept together for about eight years and, and it was on and off. Um, and, and during that time, like when we were off, it was because I was dating someone else or he was dating someone else, but we always somehow magnetically ended up back together. And then in 2017, I made the decision that I was... I was ready to start dating again. In a serious way. I started dating one guy. Fantastic man. We had sizzling chemistry. But it just wasn't the right time for us. Then I dated he who does not exist. And sometimes... I don't believe in regrets, but sometimes I really wish I could go back in the past and smack past past it on the head and say what were you thinking okay what were you thinking um just just a little side note about he who does not exist since i broke up with him i have dropped almost 90 pounds i am healthier and happier than i have been in a really long time um after After um, He Who Does Not Exist, I dated for just like a week. Um, an independent rapper whose biggest claim to fame is he stole samples from songs and, and rapped over them. And... I, I, he and I just had two very, very, very different thoughts of what should be happening. Um, he was already talking about kids and marriage, and I was like, can we have a second date? <laughs> um, th- that's a little bit exaggerated, but yes, it, the, it, he was he was really moving fast, and he really was talking about kids and marriage. Um... And and then I met the one I like now. And I didn't like him, like, in a romantic sense for a very long time. It took um, some of my friends and some of his friends to kind of slap me upside my head and tell me that there was something between us. Uh, yes, I really am that dense. And so now I'm just, you know, and I was talking to Dave about it. I'm, and I want to send my apologies. I know Dave and I were supposed to do a, um, a reality show episode. But when you're at Disney, first of all, you have to get up so early in the morning to get on the bus and get out to the parks. 
And by the time you get home, you're so exhausted, you just don't think about it. Um, but Dave was joking with me today about how different I am with this one. It used to be in the past I didn't want to see the guy except for like once a week. And now that's changed. Like, so, um, he's been called everything from the love of my life to um, all sorts of different really positive nicknames. And yes, I do believe in tarot cards. And the tarot card, I, I the tarot cards tell me that this is a serious thing. Um, if you don't believe in tarot, I completely understand. Um, but please respect that I do. I also want to see a psychic. Um, this was a few months ago. Um, and this psychic was... She was so dead on about things. It was... One of the things she told me was... And and this was obviously without um, me giving up the information freely. But she she said that I had a friend who had cancer. And that friend's time was close to an end. And that I should call her. And I did. Not because the psychic told me. I was going to call her anyways. Um, but when I called her... When I called my friend Taisha, she was so positive and we were making so many plans. I was going to go down and see her. We were going to go to take like a weekend and just go to Savannah and celebrate our birthdays. We were both Capricorns. Um, her birthday was December 27th. Mine is January 10th. So we were going to find time in between those two dates. Go to Savannah and just celebrate. And, you know, unfortunately, three weeks later, she passed. And and you guys know that time period because that's when I took my very first hiatus from from recording because I was just an emotional wreck. Um, but this is also the psychic who told me that the man now who I'm I'm sort of dating was the one I'm going to marry, and it was going to be one marriage. And it was just going to be very slow. Everything was going to progress the way it's supposed to. And so that's what I've been going with. While we, we've, acknowledged, we've acknowledged our feelings in our own special way, we've not necessarily outright said how we feel about one another. And... That's okay with me. Like, normally I would be freaked out and be like, oh my god, how does he feel? But, and, and sometimes I do because I do have anxieties left over from the abusive relationship. But he does so many other things that show me how, that shows me how he feels. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that one of these days we can sit down with one another and just say, hey, this is how I feel. And and be official. 
And that day's coming. Um, if you believe the tarot cards, it's coming very soon. If you don't, just root for me. And root for me to come right back. And I'm back. So, uh, we're going to talk about the college bribery scheme that's rocking Hollywood right now. Including actresses Lori Loughlin of Full and Fuller House fame. And Felicity Huffman. Sorry, I don't know what that pause was about. Um, and Felicity Huffman of Desperate Housewives. So here, first of all, I just want to say, this is not all the information. That, um, I'm just giving you the very bare minimum. We're going to have a much longer segment on the True Crime Saturday pod, uh, episode. So stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to talk about this a little bit. And um, so here's what we know right now. Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin had been charged with um, conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services fraud. Basically, what they're accused of doing is um, Felicity Huffman allegedly paid $15,000 to have her daughter take the SAT test um, in a private, with a private administrator who would then change the answers. The first time her daughter took it, um, she did really bad. When she took it with the private administrator, she had twice the time and the administrator would change the answers, which saw the score jump up 400-some points. Lori Lachlan is said to have paid $500,000 to get her daughter into USC. And on, on the crew team, but her daughter doesn't, isn't part of the crew team, um, what they were hoping for here is just get them into a prestigious school and help... Um, help her daughter's um, Instagram following grow because she's she's considered an influencer. So, uh, Felicity Huffman appeared in court today. She did not have to enter a plea. She just uh, um, gave a few yeses when asked if she could post the bond and if she understood the charge, um, what she was being charged with. Um, William H. Macy, her husband, was also in the court with her. He read the documents. He um, gave his ID and whatnot. Um, he avoided getting charged, allegedly because he watched what he said over the phone. Lori Lachlan and her husband, Massimo Giallini, are expected to appear in court soon. Um... I don't know what soon means in this context. But what I do know is both of these women could face up to five years in prison if they are found guilty. What we're probably looking at, though, is something more along the lines of a plea deal where they don't do much time. If, if any, um, given that 
it, there's been this just broke within the last few hours and there's already been so much ink spilled um no one has dug up any criminal records on either actress so my guess is they're not going to um if they get a plea deal they're not going to get any deal time they'll get parole and they'll be on their way I highly, highly doubt they're going to lose any work over this. Lori Lachlan has been a staple for the Hallmark Channel, starring in at least four of their movies a year, plus their highest-rated series, Wind Calls the Heart, which is just doing record-rating business. So I, I really don't see them... I don't see her losing any work. Um, Felicity Huffman is going to be seen in the Central Park Five um, limited series. Uh, I forgot what they're calling it now, but it's going to be on Netflix May thirty first. Um, and then I don't know, I don't know what she has planned after this. Um, I would say any chance of her getting any nomination may be out the door, depending on how this story plays out. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say um, she's probably going to have one of the best attorneys around and they're going to work very quickly to get a plea deal possibly to um, not only to avoid jail time but possibly um, like a cooperation type thing where they can bring down an even bigger fish. Um, the the allegedly the federal prosecutors have an air airtight case against everyone that was charged today. So don't be surprised when when um, plea deals start happening in this case because I am promising you right now they're coming. Um. And, I, and I, I'm going to say the same thing for uh, Lori Lachlan and her husband Massimo. Um, both have been charged in that case. Um, I would definitely, definitely venture a guess that there's going to be some plea deals for them as well. Um, Lori Lachlan makes too much money um, for the Hallmark Channel. And she probably has quite a few appearances coming up on the last season of Fuller House. Um, and she's... They're not gonna... These are rich people. They're not gonna see any jail time. If they do, I'm gonna be very surprised. Like I said, I'm gonna have... Um, if anything else breaks in the case, I will, of course, bring it to you. Look for the, um, the longer segment. Um, this Saturday, True Crime Saturday. But for now, I am going to lift my martini glass and say cheers. Cheers.